This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I am your host, Bet Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids. I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big, bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health, write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly, the world needs you. Welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast. I am your host, Bette Lucas. Remember me? Thank you all for being so patient with me this summer and early fall as I took a podcast time out. And really, it was a time out on a lot of fronts, on my newsletter, on the podcast, social media. Yes, I was still there, but I wasn't as present or as consistent as I had been up until this point. It was so wonderful to have that time, but I truly missed being here every week on a Tuesday with each one of you. There are times in our lives where we need to reset. We need to take a time out, take a break, take a step back and refocus so that in many ways, we can actually propel ourselves forward with even greater momentum. The cause for my pause, it was a little bit that I saw a lot of change happening in our world, and I saw that I needed to really be intentional with my time, my presence with my family, and I did need to really focus and make sure that that I was really where I needed to be, that my time was really directed where it needed to be. So I took a time out. And let me share a few of the changes that I'm referring to. I'm not just talking about the changes in the world outside of my family and community. I'm actually talking about changes that we had as a family unit. First of all, my children changed schools. Now, for some of you, that may be a regular occurrence. You may have changed schools many times. For our family, we actually have never changed schools. We have been at the same school since my oldest was in preschool. But we felt this pull to a new opportunity and through prayerful discernment really felt that even though the logistics were much more complicated, that it was worth a try. And you know, it taught me something. To take a new job, to go to a new school, to move somewhere new, it doesn't mean you don't like where you are. It doesn't mean you have to have some grief or some bone to pick with somebody or something. Sometimes it's not a push away, it's a pull. And I think a lot of you are finding these different pulls right now, whether it's with your family, your job, your community. So many of you have told me that you're seeing these same changes. You're feeling almost a calling to maybe make a bold change, to take a bold step. And we as a family decided to do that. But as a result, you can understand when you have a family that is very ingrained in a certain community and you make a change 
as their mother, I really needed to be as present as possible to reassure my children that it would be okay, right? That it would be okay. And I want to reassure each one of you, if you are taking a bold step and making a bold change in your life, you know what? It will be okay. And it's like that saying says, we can worry about it and deal with the scenario twice, or we can just deal with it. So we jumped in and it's been going really well, but you can imagine it took a lot of time to process. And that was, to be honest, a huge part of my quiet. Then, of course, as many of you heard on one of the podcast episodes, Spencer had a stroke, now a small stroke called a TIA in December. However, you can imagine that has also caused us to take a step back and focus. Also, in the short term, I wanted to make sure that no additional stress was being put on Spencer during this time. And you guys, I've been so proud of him. I cannot wait for part two of his episode to come out because he has made so many health changes and adjustments in his life. And to be honest, I never thought he was unhealthy. I never thought that he was doing anything wrong on his health journey. But again, maybe it's like similar to the analogy of the push and pull. It wasn't that he was doing all of these things wrong. He's just doing a lot of things better, right? And maybe that's you on your health journey. It's not that you're doing all these things wrong. It's just maybe we could all be a little bit better. And I can't wait for his episode. Seriously, he is doing so many things to not only make his life better, but really all of our lives better. Additionally, Spencer took a new job with a new company. I had two new bosses this year. Two bosses retired within a year period, which for some of you, maybe that's no big deal. For me and my experience, and I think many of you would agree, that your manager plays such an influential and critical role in your job and in your day-to-day job satisfaction and really your future in that role. And so to have transition there, I've had to get to know two new individuals that I could not be more happy with at the same time, it still adds something to your work dynamic. And for me, it has meant more work at times because I'm educating someone new about my role and about what I do. I'm also trying to take time to get to know them better. What do they need? What are their visions for our team? And so that does require more, right? So if you've had a new manager recently, realize that that's very normal to maybe feel like it's a little bit busier. You're feeling a little bit more like you have to be on. You know, I've been so fortunate that at my current job, this hasn't been the case. But at one of my first corporate jobs, I remember having a boss and I really, really liked my manager. And then that person moved on and we had an interim manager. And I did my job the exact same way I had done it prior. And yet for some reason, this manager just didn't sync with me, really didn't think I was doing it the way I should be doing it, thought I could pitch my sales better, thought I could do it in a different way, didn't like how I closed, quote unquote. And then that manager moved on and I got a new manager. And all of a sudden, I didn't do anything different. 
And it felt like I went from the lowest man on the totem pole to the most revered person on the team. And ironically, I won this regional award, you know, in that kind of more challenging situation. It taught me a lot and I stuck it through. And guess what? In time, things changed. And guess what? I had a manager after that, as I noted, that recognized my gifts. And it almost was a 180. I mean, it, it, it wasn't almost, it really was. So if any of you are finding yourselves in a challenging situation, just realize that that can change. Unless it's an extremely toxic situation, it's not always the right choice to just quit or be done. And for you, maybe it is. However, if you're like me, I learned a lot during that time, and it was temporary. It wasn't forever. I'm really grateful today to look back on that really early work-life experience. It has taught me the importance of a manager. It's also taught me the importance of building up your team, recognizing the unique gifts of each team member, and doing your best to make them enjoy coming to work each and every day. Because many of us spend hours and hours of our lives working. And if you as a coworker or a manager have the ability to impact that in a positive way where someone wants to be there, I mean, I don't know. Is there a greater gift you can give at work? There are others. I sometimes think that's really underrated in the work world. And I guess I would challenge each one of you, when you go to work today, are you making that work world better? Are you impacting it in a positive way? Did you brighten that person's day on the phone, in the office, wherever it may be? And if you don't work, you have that exact same impact when you're going to the store running errands with your children, with your neighbor. I just think that we talk about that a lot more in those circumstances, but we forget to talk about it at work. Like it lessens our validity as a strong work candidate to be nice, to be cordial, to go out of your way to listen to somebody, ask them about their family, ask them about their day. And I guess that's where I want to be bold. I want to challenge the thought that you can't be successful at work and be nice. I don't agree with that. I think you can make your work world better and be extremely successful. And someday when you leave this world or leave your work world, you'll leave knowing that you made it better. We also had a new au pair arrive this year. As many of you know, I've shared about our childcare, how we make it work, and our au pair. And we've had three au pairs, and our current au pair is from Argentina. She is wonderful. To be honest, we have been blessed with each one of our au pairs. They have just been amazing. Having an au pair has been such a beautiful addition to our family. We do have other childcare in addition to our au pair. Our au pair is not our only childcare. With a family of six and two parents that work and travel for their jobs, yes, we could do it with just an au pair, but it would be challenging. And there would be probably some pretty significant work sacrifices that Spencer and I would make and maybe work adjustments that 
right now this works for us, so we will keep at it. If you want to know more about our au pair experience, I have episodes about that, and I highly recommend it. I don't know if you're like me, but October is just that month where I just feel this deep calling to reset and restart and have momentum on my health journey. And I don't know if it's because it's post-summer. I don't know if it's because there's usually like a sober October challenge out there, which those of you that are doing that, hats off to you. I highly recommend doing a sober October challenge if you've never done it. I absolutely guarantee you that you will have progress on your health journey if you go from drinking to not drinking for 30 days. I absolutely guarantee it. No doubt about it. Anyways, I digress. But you know, I think it may go back to, you know, a few years ago, there was this challenge going around called the last 90 days challenge. I had never heard of that concept before, but the concept was, well, you really push through the last 90 days of the year versus starting like your resolutions and your health goals January 1. And I remember learning about that going, I really like that concept because I can't tell you how many times that I would go into the holidays feeling kind of blah already on my health journey. And then you add in Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holiday parties and the food and the beverages. So I don't know if you can relate to that. But when I heard of this concept, it really was like, yes, that is what I need. I need to go into the fall, winter, the holiday season with momentum. I don't need the momentum to start after the holiday season. I don't need the momentum to start January 1. I want the momentum to start now. So if you recall, I did a 100-day challenge for everybody, and that was really popular, and a lot of people have been asking for it again. And technically, if you started my 100-day challenge now, yes, it would flow you to a little bit over the new year. But effectively, it would give you a jump start going into the holiday season, going into the fall and winter, going into a new year, and really help you hit the ground running with confidence. And I guess the question is for all of us, if not now, when? A year from now, we will all wish we had started today. I know that many of you are probably like me that getting started, you know, getting back to the podcast was even a little bit awkward and hard and weird. Getting back to the gym can be awkward and hard and weird. Getting back to fasting, getting back to eating right, getting back to drinking less or eating less crap. It can feel awkward and hard and weird. And that is completely normal. All of those things are muscles and habits that you kind of have to get back into a rhythm, right? We have to get back into our rhythm. I'm back into my podcasting rhythm, but I kind of took a break. Maybe you took a break in one of those areas and you are ready to hit the ground running. If you start now and do some sort of a recommitment to your health today, think how much better you're going to feel January 1st, January 2nd. Maybe all those resolutions that you were so obsessed with doing kind of can go out the window. And now you're saying, I'm just making this commitment 
to be better, better on my health journey, better for my family, better for my community, because I'm doing things that improve my health. Because prioritizing our health, it makes us better. I cannot even tell you the numerous examples I have of that. When you as an individual commit to bettering your health, you are committing to bettering the lives of others. Full stop. I'm back. Are you back? Let's be better together, you guys. Boldly better. See you next week. Gosh, it's good to be back. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, betlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you.